Welcome. This is a journey to nature's edge, a podcast brought to you by the Wiccan and Ashin in Tofino, Canada. These are stories from the rugged West Coast and the memories of those that call this place home. Hi, everybody. I'm sitting with Charles McDermott, the managing director of the Wiccan and Ashin, one of the amazing properties in the Relay and Chateau family. And uh, we are here to help you learn a little bit about Charles and about the history of this area. Thanks, Cameron. I'm going to talk today a little bit about uh, um, going to port, going to Port Alberni, next big town outside of Tofino. A so big, a big journey. It was a, it was a big journey back then. So there there. Uh, well, let me start with this: that yeah. uh, um, there are lots of incredible places uh, to swim around Tofino, but when I was growing up. Jumping into a swimming pool was a very rare treat indeed. We had exactly zero swimming pools in Tofino town back then. Um, instead, uh, when it was hot, we'd, uh, well, we'd have two options. We'd either go to the ocean or eventually uh, an opportunity to go to Kennedy Lake was there. And, and that's uh, where we had our first swimming lessons too. We'd stand right on the edge of Tofino Inlet, right below your studio here, looking uh, um, like wet rats freezing with our teeth chattering and lips turning purple. We'd wade in over the barnacle-encrusted rocks and learn how to move our now stiff arms and legs to try and stay afloat in the water. So The water would have been freezing at the time. Did you have wetsuits? No, we didn't have wetsuits. I, I don't even think wetsuits were invented yet back then. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you still enjoy the water. Well, I sure do. I mean, uh, now we do have wetsuits, thankfully, and that's one of the one of the great creations that has opened up access to these uh, temperate waters and surfing and all the other activities and the kayaking and everything else. So, let's give yeah. people a little bit of an idea of what year this would have been and, and how long ago this would have been. Yeah, sure. Um, well, we would be talking here back in the um, in, in the early to mid '60s, uh, maybe even into the later '60s. So, yeah, quite a long time ago, as far as Tofino uh, goes. You have seen Tofino grow up from its infancy. Basically, well, yeah, from a certain um, point, anyway. Uh, well, absolutely, and 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 we, um, I mean, there are two classifications for, uh, um, I guess, old timers like us that uh, are saying that we're uh, part of the redneck crew, which was uh, before the road, before 1959. So my parents moved here in 1956. So yeah, we're part of that part of that original redneck uh, Tofino crowd. So at that time, when you wanted to go swimming. What did you have to do to go find a real swimming hole? Well, uh, to find a real swimming pool, we'd have to leave town. So um, the closest ones were actually in Port Alberni, and it, it was always a big adventure to go there. Um, we usually stayed at the Somas Motel, and it stands uh, there still today on the edge of the road just, uh, uh, just, just before you uh, kind of leave Port Alberni. And, uh, and, and that was where the swimming pool was. So... Um, you know, and that was obviously once there was a road, which, as I said, was ni- after 1959. We'd drive to port five or six times a year, often to go shopping for supplies, much like everyone does today. Um, and uh, and and as things, there were more options than the local co-op or or Walter store had back then. And of course, the highlight for my brothers and I was staying at a motel at the Somas, and it had a pool, <laughs> uh, and it wasn't. Uh, 
45 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, so so that, was, that was a highlight. And uh, we'd usually stay overnight because getting to port wasn't as quick or as easy as it is today. It is sort of easy today, but we still don't have a pool all these years later, although we're working on it and talking about it. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. the road, while being less dusty, still seems to offer as many adventures. Uh, yes. Well, we're still a small town at the end of a long road. And, um, you know, well, back in the in the 50s, before the road, it was the on, only way to get to Tofino was by air or by boat. And right. not everyone realizes how late this road was connected. And, right. and even then, it was... Uh, it wasn't your typically paved road that we have today. It was... It was really a logging road, an operational logging road, meaning there were, of course, giant trucks uh, full of logs uh, barreling around the corners uh, between 8 and 5, Mondays through Fridays. So as part of the public, you could only uh, travel on the road very early in the morning, before 8 and after 5 p.m. and on weekends. So, And how many times would you go in a year to Port Alberni? Well, regularly, once in a while? Yeah, five or six times a year. It was a big event. Yeah. And you went with your siblings and your family usually? All packed into the car, yeah. How many, how many siblings? Well, I, had, uh, I have two younger brothers, and uh, yeah, we'd be packed into the back seat, mom and dad in the front seat, in the vinyl seats, and, and uh, you know, it was a washboard gravel road, potholed and pounded out, and you'd bounce around inside the car. Not a lot of seatbelt action going on back then either, <laughs> I'll say. Um, and, uh, and, it was, and, and the road back then was... Well, generally littered with car parts, mostly mufflers, which would come off on the rocks, sticking up in between the potholes. And in the wintertime, there were puddles big enough to swallow a Volkswagen Beetle, um, which was one of the cars uh, our family had back then. And quite often, parts of the road would wash out entirely altogether. I, I heard that there was the body of a Volkswagen Beetle uh, that got buried on the beach that you can sometimes see if the tide comes in at the right time on Chester- or goes out. Yeah, you're right. Actually, on Chesterman Beach, there are um, uh, three uh, vehicles that I know of that are, are buried, and they but they only tend to make an appearance on occasion when the sand gets washed out at the right time. But, Maybe yeah. after a big winter. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. But, uh, but uh, yeah, that was... Uh, you know, it was uh, it was different in the summertime, though. You know, driving out because uh, because uh, well, then the road would finally dry out, and and uh, but then there was so much dust kicking up from the traffic. It was well, it was monumental. It just got everywhere. You could taste it in the car. We'd keep the windows up, of course, but but cars weren't uh, very tight back then, and dust would always find a way in, especially if you were behind another car for any length of time. By the time, by the time we got to port, we'd be able to draw our names on a layer of dust on the vinyl seat covers. It, it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was something else. West Not, Coast art, at yeah, its <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, there were mostly double uh, lanes, you know, but uh, passing very few options to pass. So once you were stuck behind someone, you were you were eating dust for the rest of the journey for the most part, and. Well, unless you're my father, and, and he just about passed anywhere. So, uh, But even with my dad, he, he tended to be a bit heavy on the gas, as, as, as you might imagine there. It, it would take about three hours to get from Tofino to Pork back then, which is, well, it's now about the time it takes to get to downtown Nanaimo or That's so. That's amazing, and it was probably a really rough ride 
it was bumpy. It was bumpy. It was potholed, and you know, it would just take one rain and a few cars, and 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 even if it was paved, uh, I mean, even if it was uh, graded out, it, it wouldn't take but one rain and and a few cars, and the road would be back to its normal standard of potholes and and uh, bare rock and everything. Well, we still have to be cautious, and it's still quite a. a a big part of the adventure of coming here to the end of the road. What? Uh, tell me a specific memory. Well, um, well, this this one time um, uh, I got to drive with my father, just just he and I, which was a treat, and uh, because I got to sit in the front seat, and as a kid, always that was, uh, yeah, you felt like you were uh, big stuff back then. Um, and we, we started out, it was a wintertime trip, and we started out early, and it was raining in Tofino, not too surprising in the, in the wintertime here. By the time we got to Sutton Pass, well, the rain had turned to, to snow. Sutton Pass is still the highest elevation for our Highway 4 there, and at the time, the road took a slightly different route on the way down towards Sprout Lake, and in fact, there were switchbacks high up in the mountains uh, from Sutton Pass towards Port Alberni. So there were a ton of switchbacks on the, on the far side of this pass, and as we started down towards the first hairpin turn, keep in mind, did I say it was snowing? Yes. Yes, yeah. Uh, my dad started turning the wheel, but the car just kept going straight, <laughs> sliding in the snow straight for the snowbank dead ahead. Then just as it looked like we were going to go through the snowbank and off the road, the car finally turned and we were back on the road again, looking at the next corner. Um, there were quite a few switchbacks, and this procedure went on and on every single time. And it felt like we were going to drive right over the edge, um, and uh, and and we didn't at every turn. But but my dad would wrestle the steering wheel around, and at the last second, the car would finally respond, and we'd stay on the road, and we'd turn to the next one, and, and it would be like, oh my God, it's gonna go over the edge again. That, it sounds like a lasting childhood memory that has stayed with you. Oh yes, right from the front seat, I had a full view, <laughs> and and uh, and I never, uh, I wasn't till later that I realized how hard uh, my father was turning that wheel to get it to uh, eventually turn. So yeah, I was paralyzed. Uh, I was sitting up front, as I said, and, and, uh, and, it, and it was, um, yeah, and it was uh, every every snowbank that was every corner as we came up to it looked like we were going to not make that turn. So by the time we got to Port Alberni, my father was sweating from the drive, even in the middle of winter here. Uh, we pulled into the first gas station and got out, and uh, and and I, I I went just happened to glance down at at the front tires, um, and as it turned out. They were completely bald. There was absolutely no tread on either of the front tires. So I, I said, no wonder the car couldn't make it around those hairpin turns, Dad. Um, and, and then he turned and he said to me, ah, it's okay. He said, we're through that now. That's the past. Yeah, yeah, like I said, driving to port was always an adventure. So uh, yeah, that's one that sticks in my, my memory for sure. Do you remember what kind of car it was at that time? I think it was a Ford Fairlane, a, a gray Ford Fairlane is what I recall, yeah. And if people don't, don't know this, but your, your father was one of the first doctors in this area. Yeah, yeah, he, 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 was, uh, he was a physician, started uh, as the doctor here in 1950, January 1955, yeah. And did he have to oftentimes travel to Port Alberni for medical things, or what was the state of the hospital at that time? Well, the hospital was actually well-provisioned. Um, it, it actually did a lot more than, uh, than, than it does today. All the babies, he, he delivered at the peak about... Uh, 
up to 100 babies a year. So, you know, he, he had a uh, surgery center, did minor surgery, all the things that pretty much now are mostly done out of town today. But, right. yeah. Well, that's a little bit of a story about at the road. Let's uh, leave folks with one last bit of information. Well, today, Highway 4, the road from Port to Tofino, well, it can still feel like a long time. But if you drive carefully and enjoy those twists and turns, keep in mind, there are a lot fewer than there used to be. Um, there's plenty to see. Um, there's turnouts. There's uh, places to stop and have a picnic. And, um, yeah, and if you're lucky, well, there's always a nice place to swim at the end of the road with a wetsuit or in the lake. I think this has been a great tidbit and a great bit of information about the roads here for those of you who are brave enough to make the, the journey and take an adventure and come visit us on the West Coast at the Wiccan and the Shin. Thank you, Charles, for your time. Thanks, Cameron. We'll be back with some more. Stay tuned. Thank you for joining us on the Journey to Nature's Edge. Please consider subscribing and following along for more stories. If you are curious to learn more about the podcasts and see the pictures related to each episode, access the Wiccan and the Shins website. See you soon!